This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to another episode of Devin's On Demand. It's Chris Devins joined by Ariel. Uh, who happens to be my fiance. Wow, you didn't introduce me as my fiance, Ariel. I know, I was trying to switch it up because every week, you know, it's the same intro of it's like... awkward because I already, you know, tried to change my name legally to be my fiance, Ariel, so... <laughs> yeah. No, you're actually, you're not changing your last name when we get married, no. but you are going to change your first name to be my fiance, Ariel. Which is confusing if I do that after we get married because at that point, won't I be your wife? <sighs> you should have thought this through. Should it be my ex-fiance, Ariel? I, I hate how you, you find this so funny, and you're not the only one who does this. You, you, <laughs> the, I think you picked, the, where did you pick this up from? I have no idea. Okay, so there's uh, people, like, you'll refer to me as your ex-boyfriend. It's not false. Technically, it's not true, because now you are my fiancé. Yeah, but you're no longer my boyfriend, therefore you are my ex-boyfriend. Oh, God, I hate it. I, <laughs> I can see the heart the heart palpitations of yes, the sweat it's, it's uh, real it's spiking um <laughs> it, it, it is spiking we are recording today and and posting this podcast uh, a day early because uh tomorrow is thanksgiving uh so we're we're gonna be i mean like most people we're gonna be busy eating drinking hopefully being merry and not getting into uh you know political debates as some families do at the thanksgiving uh table yeah <laughs> <laughs> how would you feel about if uh, at some point the Thanksgiving turkey that that people have was grown in the lab, because I think we're heading in that direction. Would that like would that freak you out? Or are you like I'm on board? Well, I mean, I'm not a big turkey gal. That's true. I, whatever the meat is but at holidays, I don't think it freaks me out. I mean, I was vegetarian for a really long time, and the reason I became vegetarian is because I thought cows were too cute to eat. So it, like. <laughs> I was young. I was right. in like sixth grade at the time and spent a lot of time on a farm. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I'm not, I'm not upset about the idea of being able to eat meat and get the nutritional value from it and the taste yeah. for th things that aren't turkey for me personally, um, but not have to contend with the cute animals dying to be a part of it. I, I'm actually very jazzed about the idea of, of growing meat in a lab. And I bring it up because uh, the FDA actually approved uh, lab-grown chicken meat, so not turkey, but chicken from a company called Upside Foods. It is the first time any of the the fake meat or whatever you want to call it has been actually uh, approved in that process mm -hmm. by by the FDA. So I think it's going to become more and more of, of an accepted thing. I think I have. I mean, you and I seem to be on the same page of like this is great. You know, like mm -hmm. if, if it tastes meat, you know, like meat acts like meat uh, and doesn't involve death. Act well, like no, I mean, like if it gives you the nutrients <laughs> <laughs> like meat, um, then I, I'm all for it. I think where some people I've heard some people be like, ooh, 
I think it's the term lab grown. Yeah, it does make me think of like mold. Yeah. Penicillin. But, yeah, which I'm allergic to. Fun fact. Uh, so if you want to know how to kill me. Anyways, um, <laughs> why did I just say that publicly? Yeah, no, that was that was a bad idea. <laughs> redact. 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 Uh, but there's so many foods that we make that, that we have that are lab made. I mean, if you've, yeah. ever had, if you've ever had Diet Coke, that doesn't come from like a spring. What? I know. What? <laughs> Today's random fact. Diet Coke <laughs> doesn't come from springs. And See, it's I, awkward because I keep Googling like our next vacation. And I'm uh-huh. just like, I just want to visit the Diet Coke River. And, and I have been having trouble finding it. So Diet Coke River. I can see that being a thing if it's like sponsored. Like we're gonna get to that point where like everything is sponsored by a company. It's like, oh, the Diet Coke River. Um, it definitely matters how you frame it. I think you could also reframe normal chicken as like murdered, murdered muscle meat, murdered animal muscles. That's yeah. what that is, right? It's all how you frame it. Oh yeah, there were protesters at Wegmans the other day. Um, the East have Wegmans for anyone who's in Rochester that's listening. Yeah. And I always like, we always slow down when we're passing protesters because I'm just always curious what they're protesting. Yeah. And I like some of the signs are always, even if I, I'm not like super passionate about what they're protesting, I'm always appreciative of the clever signs. Oh yeah, for sure. But these protesters were protesting buying turkeys for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, I'm not a vegetarian anymore. Their signs weren't false. No, they're not it was false. like Wegmans murders turkeys. You're eating them. And I was like, fact. Those are facts. Those are facts. They're facts. They are facts. I don't think you're going to change anyone's mind as they're going to buy their turkey for Thanksgiving, but like more power to you. Right. It's one of those weird mental gymnastic things where like you and I right now can agree that eating meat is murder, yet we both eat meat. Yeah. I don't feel as bad for the turkey, so they're not that cute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) The average, by the way, the average Thanksgiving meal this year, they're projecting, they, the experts, uh, if you were to break it down per person, the amount that it costs, $6.41. That seems really cheap. Yeah, I know. And when I was reading about this, people were saying like, oh, it's it's actually up from last year. Apparently, it was like $5 and something last year. And I'm like, yeah, but have you ever gone out to eat? Like, this is one of the Thanksgiving dinners, one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most delicious meals of the year for six bucks. That seems like fake news. We had a Friendsgiving last weekend. Where yes. it was six people total. Yes. And it was certainly more than six bucks a head. Yeah, but I think they're talking about the average. Like, you and I, I don't know. We, we did we did more. Like, we didn't have, like, the, the classic turkey. We did, like, little appetizer things. and I feel like that would be less expensive. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. There's people who get paid more to crunch the numbers than me. I'm just, I'm just telling you what they say. They. They. Those people. Uh... It is also speaking of things. Uh, it, it's bizarre to me. Are you aware? And maybe, maybe you listening, if you live down south, you would be aware of this. But we live up in Rochester, New York, so we're not probably uh, stuffing. Is called dressing down south. What? Did you know that? No. Yeah, it's the same thing. They'll call it dressing in like the same. But doesn't capacity. dressing mean something else? <laughs> To be fair, this, I mean, like when it comes to the South, there's a lot of things I don't understand. So, you know, if we're being fair, uh, we can add it to the very long list of those things. But yeah, I saw that. I was like, huh? I mean, to be fair as well. Also, don't, uh, don't people down South call every soda Coke? Oh, I don't know. That is the thing. Yeah. In Buffalo, is it pop? It is pop. Huh? Yeah, it is pop. That changes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go to like Alabama and you say, I want a Coke, they'll say, what kind? And like, you can, I mean. But you can get a Pepsi? Cor- yeah. I Correct me if I'm wrong. 
like like let us know uh, at Devin's underscore on air on Instagram. Uh, but that is what I have heard that like Coke is almost like like Kleenex. No, I was just thinking Kleenex, right? like ubiquitous, like you that. know, or like Band Aid down there. But huh. not that's not the case up here. Um, also, when it comes to Thanksgiving desserts, am I wrong in saying that you have to at least try a bit of each one if it's homemade, excluding allergies, of course, because like you, if you have dairy yeah. or gluten, you're going to die. Um, okay, let's not tell everyone how to kill us. That's true. That's true. We've is now that, given away. <laughs> that, that's what we should title this podcast, How to Kill Us. Yeah. Yes. Hate this podcast? Here's how to kill us. Yes, but you'll exactly. have to listen and subscribe first. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. the worst marketing tactic I've ever heard. No, no. Um, but no, I, I definitely do feel that way, especially if the person who made it is there, which I mean, typically they would be. Like, sure. You don't want great aunt Martha to feel left out or hurt because you chose to eat your mom's pie. I will be eating a minimum of five slices of pie tomorrow. And, I, and I've run the numbers and this isn't because I want to. I have to. I have I to. think it's going to be more than that. It's going to be a minimum of five. You really think it's going to be, and like we can we can crunch the numbers here because so we we have pie earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Pie for we, breakfast. Pie, we have a. It's, it's the it's, best Madway family it's tradition a, out it's there. It's a really good tradition. And do you want to talk about that tradition real quick before we get back to? Yeah, well, it's kind of because of this problem. Yes. So, as everyone's heard, I'm not a big turkey person, and mm. we were vegetarian growing up. Pie is the most important part of Thanksgiving dinner. That's a hill I'll die on. It's come at me if you disagree, but I will fight you. It's the best. Um, pie is the most important part of Thanksgiving, but you eat all of the things. Thanksgiving's very filling. There's a lot of carbs involved. Totally. And then by the time the dessert comes around, people are tired. They're full. They just want to watch sports. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the pie ends up becoming a little bit of a chore or people just don't have room for it at all. Right. Or if you're my sister, you always got like the stomach flu on Thanksgiving. It wait, happened wait. like multiple really? years in a row. Yeah. Feels like a separate issue. It was a separate issue, okay. but anyways, it still really derailed the whole pie experience. Right. Um, so we started preempting that mm-hmm. and doing pie for breakfast so that the pie got all right. of the attention that it deserved. And then we'd take a break and then we'd still eat our nice Thanksgiving meal or go out mm-hmm. and, you know, do that with other people. Right. But the pie got the attention it deserved. And I also love that because we're adults now mm-hmm. it's pie and champagne oh yeah 9 30 in the morning tomorrow we'll be drinking i got the whole family matching pajamas that have pies on them so i'm calling them pajamas just truly tremendous and so, yeah we'll be drinking by 9 30 in the morning before going to spend thanksgiving with your family <laughs> i would imagine your mom because she is a phenomenal baker uh and she likes to bake that she's gonna have i would i would guess two pies Minimum, yeah. actually, probably because uh, she's probably going to have one that has gluten, at least, and one that doesn't because yeah. you can't have gluten. And I I like to try all of them. So there's minimum two slices there, yep. maybe more. Then we're going to go to my parents' house uh, in which my mom makes a pie. My aunt makes a pie. And also, your parents are joining us for that as well. Mm-hmm. And I know my mom asked your mom to make another pie for that in which I will try a piece of that as well. And you might think I'm overreacting, but there's been years where I have said to my mom, my mom, not your mom, um, because I've learned. Um, oh, you can never say no to dessert in my I, household. Yeah, my mom was cutting pies, and I, to be fair, but my favorite is my aunt's pumpkin pie. There's, there, I just, I really like it, um, and I just, I really do. My mom knows this. And there was one year that I was very full and I said, no, I'm just going to have the pumpkin. And my mom makes a phenomenal apple pie, but I declined it. 
this stare that this woman gave me was bone chilling. Were you dead to her? Bone chilling. I, I'm pretty sure at that moment I was no longer her son. Yeah. Like, and written out of the will. Written out completely out of the will. And so I immediately said, you know what? Actually, I found room. I found yeah. room. Yeah. And I, I was like, never again. So now I, yeah, minimum five slices tomorrow. No, that makes sense. It's a good problem to have. We're being honest. Good yeah. problem to have. It's not the worst problem to have for sure. Yeah. Would you scrap, like, would you throw away all holiday plans in exchange for a relaxing vacation? Probably. I feel like people are kind of split on this. I really do love holiday get-togethers, but there is always this risk, and we already alluded to it a second ago, that I feel like holiday get-togethers, when you have a large family with a lot of different opinions, you're always like one glass of wine away from somebody destroying things and getting into a huge fight about like the midterm elections or oh God, yeah. or something. Maybe we should ask this question next week, depending on how on Thanksgiving how, yeah. goes for everybody. Uh, people might have a different, a different answer. I do feel like though, even in my household and we never, like I don't have a big extended family and we usually did holidays really small. Sure. There still always was something like, I'll never forget the Passover where my mom was making something with beets and the disposal broke. Mm. And then there was just like, beet juice all over the kitchen and the plumber had to come in the middle of the Seder, which for oh. those of you who don't know what Passover is, is like a big religious dinner. And sure. I just feel like tensions are like stress is always higher. Like there's a lot going into it. Like it has to happen on a specific day. It's not like, Oh, the disposal broke. We'll just have this dinner tomorrow. Sure. So I don't know. I'm kind of okay with it. I think part of the reason the <laughs> tensions are so high is because a lot of people have expectations for that day for what they want can confirm. Yes. yes I definitely <laughs> know that's true for you with, with Passover and other holidays. Not not that it's not for me, but like you people have this ideal of you look forward to this all year and you want it to be a certain thing. Something that honestly kind of helped me with that, this is going to sound sad, but the pandemic, because Christmas yeah. has been weird the past few years. Truthfully, Thanksgiving too. I mean, last year we had a full Thanksgiving, but the mm -hmm. year before that we didn't. Um, and we haven't had a full Christmas, uh, celebration with like my extended family in years now. Um, and last year it was even, I mean, <laughs> the immediate family was broken up because my brother, you know, some people, there, there were people having COVID and, you know, at the time and couldn't join us, uh, unfortunately. Um, so, so part of me has kind of been like, you know what? It is what it is because almost like the seal has been broken. Yeah. If that, if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, speaking of the, of the way the pandemic has has changed things in a, in a lasting way, uh, we were talking about this uh, the other day. It really changed the way that we use the rooms in our home. Absolutely. This became, and this isn't just for us, but but definitely is true for us. This became like abundantly clear. We had some friends over the other day for a little little friendsgiving uh, thing, and we might have talked about this before. Um, our dining room is also our our home gym. So we call it the, the dining room. The dining room as one does. And it's yeah, I yeah. know you've just you and just cringed. I can feel you cringing through. And I would like everyone to know I really started calling it the dining room and Chris also cringed when I brought this oh, yeah. with this term home. I liked so, the gymnasium at one point, but mm, that was We vetoed. can take a poll. Okay. Um but yeah, so so you're not alone if you cringed too. Yes. But it'll grow on you. Yeah. It really will. But we don't usually use the dining room to gine. Like it's really no, just yeah. more of a gym. And, a gym. And, and we have in the past, but you know, we had a we had a, a dinner with people and it was in that room. And it became clear, like, oh, like 
we we are we have really kind of uh, taken certain rooms and given them multiple purposes. I and mean, we're recording this mm-hmm. in our guest bedroom. Yeah. Uh, which guest bedroom and slash at home radio slash, studio. Right. Like I do my radio <laughs> show. Like so, there's the podcast, but I also do the show on ninety eight PXY every afternoon from right here in our guest bedroom. I was thinking about like three three years ago, if you had told me I'd be doing my show from home. Weird. Like how? I'd be like, how? How would that even work? Yeah. Right? What are, there, there were some other things that you had mentioned Well, I to have me. a cloth office, which is uh, yeah, right. my home office is also a closet. <laughs> um, it is like a spare bedroom. I just have a lot of clothes. It's a separate problem. <laughs> so it's not like I'm working in a walk-in closet, although I do know that that's a thing. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a room, but it is a cloth office. I looked into um, the the turning the a cl- an actual closet into an, uh, the studio mm-hmm. at first because they're good for for sound treatment. Yeah, um, a podcaster that I follow posted something on LinkedIn the other day about how that's what he did. He turned a corner of his his closet into a studio, and he does his podcast on video too. Oh yeah, and he's just like against a bare, bare wall, but he said it was the only place that had a blank wall, mm-hmm. and his kids wouldn't come in, and it was good for sound and yeah, whatever. But like the photo's hilarious. He's sitting on the floor with like his laptop on like a box, like in the corner of a walk-in closet. Amazing. That's a cloth office if you ever saw one. Building this studio was really a process. I mean, like I, there, I don't know if you remember this. I do, um, yeah. There was, a, there was a time where uh, I had like, we had this extra mattress and I actually was like kind of, I had the mattress leaning against the desk mm-hmm. to kind of encase a portion of this office in like a, like create like a false side room in the room yeah. that was like sound treated and I ended up just like putting stuff on the walls like I honestly like to the my left here I have I have carpeting just like pieces of carpet that like I like nailed to the wall but it's so nice to stroke if you're oh feeling gosh. stressed like I don't know if anyone has has like seen the pet the furry wall scene from, from get him to the greek yeah but uh that's what this even is even when you're not on drugs it's it's really relaxing I'm stone cold sober right now and I'm petting this carpet on the wall next to me and it feels tremendous I recommend to anyone wall carpeting <laughs> wall carpeting all the rage for sure your mental that, health um, the house that I grew up in when we moved in I don't really remember this I was young but the room that's now my sister's had shag carpet all up the wall which that- was like because that was a fad at some point. Was that the 70s? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was clearly old and my parents took it down. I feel like but... people only said the word shag as well in the 70s, like yeah. shag carpet. Uh, yeah, that was the actual style. But I, I do kind of want to bring that back, not for a style standpoint, but because everyone is so stressed out nowadays. Yeah, I do we think need, it would help. We need more things to pet. You pet, know, just yeah. these, these walls, these are uh, emotional support walls. <laughs> They're support beams for, you know, for, for people, uh, for the house and for my emotions. <laughs> You know, <laughs> everything's going fine. over here. Yes, exactly. I can't believe, by the way, can we talk for a second how much some people have paid for Taylor Swift tickets? Yes. Holy moly. Yeah. Holy I, guacamole. I like Taylor. I really do. You really do. I would consider myself like a bit of a Swifty. But no. I I mean, first of all, that's even if you could get tickets. I, I have a friend who, you know, she did she did everything right. She signed up for the presale code. And then the presale code, she was told, was invalid. And then she just kept having, like, she kept, anyway, yeah. she, she was like, check. I got waitlisted. I signed up for yeah. the presale, but. She was checking out. She was, she had the tickets, like, in her cart. And then the site crashed. Like, as a lot of people know, you know, like, there's been a lot of issues. Um, but I do have the friends of mine that have gotten tickets. They got tickets that were. Good, not great. Yeah. 700 bucks. Yeah, and I've heard like way upwards of that what? too. And then everyone's traveling for it. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are. Yeah. And flights are astronomically expensive to go in and out of the cities the weekends that it's there. Hotels and Airbnbs are crazy expensive. Sure, that makes sense. But yeah, I know multiple people who like wanted to go on Europe trips this yeah. year and then were like, mm, well, turns out I can't do Taylor and Europe. Right. So I'm going to go to this concert. I don't think I would pay that for, even if the bills were in the Super Bowl and I had the opportunity to go, I don't think I would pay $700 for a ticket. Really? I really don't think I would. Huh. You think, you think I would? You th- like, you're telling me if I went to you and I said, like, listen, we're going to go to the Super Bowl, 1400 bucks. I just bought tickets. You wouldn't be like, huh? Oh, no. I'd say, okay, great. Since you purchased that for $1,400, uh-huh. I'm going to buy myself the Peloton rower that I've been eyeing. <laughs> and that's how we go broke, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I also, th- th- this might be controversial. I think I'd rather watch it at home. No, actually, I I do fully agree with that with the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like I like having like a Super Bowl get together, like a Super Bowl party. Right. I like going like we've been going to a Bills game basically like once a year, once a year, and I love going. Like it's mm-hmm. such a fun vibe, but you really can see the game better and like totally. Like I'm not like I can follow football, but I really like like the announcers like sort of telling me what's going on. I need those people. Yeah, so talking I, about the tootsies. I actually agree. Which they like, I do. think if the Bills are in the Super Bowl, we just throw a, a rager. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's when that's my plan. When the Bills are in the Super when Bowl. When the Bills are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, yeah. The announcers they always I should say always. There was one time where the announcer every once in a while they'll say something that tickles me, and this was like almost like two years ago now. I think you and I were watching uh, football and. <laughs> Uh, they were they were debating like if the guy was in or not if his feet were in and the guy goes yeah but what about the tootsies and it just it, it killed me you don't get that in person no definitely the best moment of football history absolutely ever absolutely. I want to know who that guy is I want to be his best friend yeah but yeah I mean all that aside I guess that's not about the cost of the ticket that's no, actually no, no. just about the experience so it would have to be something like that you love equally <laughs> as these well people love Taylor Swift because I do think like nothing beats a live concert. No, nothing beats a live concert. The reason I brought the bills up though is I mean when it comes to like a live event that that's like the closest thing for me. You know when you know when especially them in the Super Bowl. The other thing though that that ruins going to the the game for me though and this maybe is just because I'm at times a little anal is I'm constantly concerned about like how easy is it going to be to get out of the parking lot. Yeah, you're like that progressive commercial. Yeah, where they're talking about parking before they even go into the yes. game or leaving the, the game before they yes. even go in. Now we had a we did we did good we did good this <laughs> we year. Did good. We did good. We got out, you know, nice and uh on time. But but last year we sat in that parking lot for forty five minutes. Yeah. And we live an hour and a half away from the stadium, so you know, it could be a two uh you know, two hour thing to get home. And yeah. that's just kinda of, I don't know, when you're at home, it's like, oh, the game's over, click. Yeah. Crack another Especially beer. for a night game. But, right, like like we went to. Yeah, I ran into that after a concert this summer. Usually it's like not so bad getting out of the the venue near us. Yeah. But we sat there for like an hour and it was already late and it was like a random Wednesday night concert. Yeah. And let me tell you, yeah, that I was, was cranky. That was an anomaly. So and for anyone that lives in Rochester, you're talking about C-Mac. Mm-hmm. I've actually messaged them thanking them for how efficient their parking is. Am I a psycho? I feel like I should write a follow-up email and being like, <laughs> except for this one time. Yeah, it definitely was an anomaly. Uh, we always re- uh, end with a random fact. I decided to find one that was Thanksgiving themed because tomorrow's Thanksgiving uh, when we're recording this. Jingle Bells actually was originally a Thanksgiving song, not a Christmas song. Why did it get commandeered? You can do the research and report back next week. I don't know. Get it? Commandeered. Commandeered. Oh, because they're... Reindeer. 
reindeer. That was a, that was that was a yeah, that was good. Good joke. <laughs> okay, we, got, we gotta go now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, have a great Thanksgiving, great holiday weekend. Uh, talk to you next week. We usually post these if you just stumbled upon this podcast. Usually Thursdays. Today is just a little different because of the holiday as well. Uh, have a good night. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.